Hi folks, this is Ramesh Dariraj. Welcome to the Semco Style Institute Shape the Future of Work podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Harini Srinivasan, a behavioral science expert and a partner at the Semco Style Institute India. I'm also a partner at Semco Style Institute, a best-selling author, coach and mentor for CEOs and sales leaders. We want to have conversations with the smartest people who can help us understand the best way to manage companies in this new era that is unfolding right before our eyes. The Semco Style Institute was founded by Ricardo Semler and is headquartered in the Netherlands. We help companies improve business performance by unlocking human potential. Our practices are derived from the lessons learned at Semco, a company Ricardo inherited from his father. He has chronicled his experiments in his best-selling book, The Maverick and The Seven-Day Weekend. Our guest for this episode is Krishna Kumar Natarajan, or KK as he is fondly known. He is one of the co-founders of Mindtree and was until recently the executive chairman of the company. He is currently managing partner at Mela Ventures, an early stage venture capital fund in India. He was appointed as the chairman of NASCOM for the year 2013-14 and was earlier a senior executive with Wipro and is an alumnus of XLRI. Welcome to the podcast, KK. Thank you, Ramesh. Uh, it's really a pleasure to be on this podcast. KK, trust has been the capstone of your journey as an entrepreneur. Uh, I recall a particular incident at Mindtree uh, when you told me that unless you trust people enough so they can fail, uh, you cannot hope to grow as a company. Uh, can you talk about the influences that made you choose to trust more often than not? That's a very interesting question, Ramesh. Yeah. One of the realizations when we started Mindtree was that we were a late starter and the only way in which we could become relevant in a market where we're late starters was that if everybody gets aligned to an objective, because the clear understanding we had was that aligned teams tend to deliver superior results than teams which were more individualistic. So one of the common ethos of Mindtree got woven around teamwork and collaboration. And we strongly believed that irrespective of levels, uh, if we engage people to work in an aligned manner, in a collaborative manner, that's really the only way to produce results. Uh, and like we've always shared, we wanted Mindtree to be an aspirational company because aspiration is important for individuals. It's important for organizations because that's when you really start enhancing your goal and try and achieve better each and every time. Now, when it came to how do you deliver on a continuous basis, better results, teamwork and collaboration were obvious choices but how do you increase teamwork and collaboration? Now, if you look at the service at trapeze artists, uh, they perform so well, it looks so nice. But if each of the artists do not trust their partner, I think you'll not see a dance or a very good looking uh, uh, initiative in front of you, but you'll find something which just goes amiss if even one person does not trust the other, uh, 
and consequently does not just leave himself in the air but because he trusts the other person would catch him and obviously they will deliver a great performance which is equally true of relay teams uh, that's most important even for organizations particularly for organizations which are growing because at the growth stage you will face many issues uh, and no one has the perfect answer for everything yeah in some way you have to trust the call of another person yes he might take a wrong call but at least he has a point of view he is taking a call and back him up totally behind what he believes is the right way to do and in the context also allow for some failures uh, that's really the reason why probably at mindtree we always felt uh, to deliver superior result trust is a very important fabric and trust happens when people really don't question the other person's judgment because all of them are aligned to a single objective and even if the call is right rather than trying to discredit the person who took that call you'd rather support him and really help him come back to normal and that in turn builds the trust of the team far more so essentially i believe in the new age business where there is no while i think you could think in terms of charismatic leaders uh, i think organizations become admirable organizations when they are able to demonstrate sustained levels of collaboration sustained levels of performance which is fundamentally driven by very solid teamwork and for teamwork to be effective at all times i think trust is a very core element kk once again welcome to the show uh, and thanks for being with us you spoke about uh, trust playing a role in that uh, in a trapeze show uh, you sp- spoke about trust playing a role uh, in a relay race so it's all about trust being like an orchestration uh, and it is not something which can be taught right so in an organization from in your context when you were actually scaling up Mm-hmm. there could have been complexities that emerged in the organization with, with more and more people and uh, functions and departments and so on and so forth so it, as you were scaling up how did you actually operationalize trust that's a very good question uh, harni because many times when you're small and you're a few people and you've been working together i think the trust develops naturally because you've worked with the same people for a long time so even if you think something is not in line with your thinking the trust you have in the person enables you to go through some of those differences but the challenge really happens when organizations start growing uh, either in terms of size or geographically dispersed in the organization itself which is natural for any organization with scales uh, that's when i think many management teams do not give adequate importance to how do we enable some of the soft elements in the organization so that you continue to have the same element of some of the enabling conditions be it trust be it collaboration uh, as an essential part of how you 
drive the organization forward itself. Uh, what I've seen in my experience is that it is important that leaders play a very key role in trying to take this message of saying that these are fundamental ethos of the company in terms of trusting a person and allowing him to do what he thinks is right uh, and walking the talk on that. Uh, and particularly when organizations scale, you're out of that, what I would call the old boys club. In the initial stages, you were all people who knew each other. So there is an inherent trust within the team. The moment somebody else from outside comes, who comes in with probably a different way of thinking, different way of presenting, um, I think the same level of trust does not exist. So it's important that leadership understands that and really collaborates or really drives a way in which how do you onboard new leaders so that they also adopt the same approach of saying that, hey, whatever may have been the principle in my early organization, I fundamentally believe that trust is a key thing and I would start adopting it. So one of the key things in organization scale and you get a new leadership, how do you really onboard leaders? I think that becomes a very key element of it. The second element is, I think leadership plays a key role for across the organization. How does this get really formulated? How does it get passed on to the next levels of the organization? which means leaders walking the talk is very important. So many of the leaders, how much of trust do they demonstrate in their team's ability? Do they question it? Do they continue to micromanage? Or yes, they allow them to fail a couple of times, take the learnings from that and use that as a way to in a way enhance the trust which teams can create between themselves. So the second aspect, which I think is very important is leaders walking the talk. The third aspect is at the operating level, how do you even recognize people who demonstrate such qualities? Because you want some of this, not necessarily by force to be across the organization because you just can't force a thing like trust across the organization by a set of rules and regulations. It needs to be very much internally driven and it should be a very natural reaction of people to do that. So how do you in a way recognize and it may not be a large reward, but at least you put people on the pedestal when at an operating level, people demonstrate that capability so that it becomes ingrained as a part of the way in which the organization work. I think these three elements are very important when organizations are scaling up and are wanting elements like trust, not just to remain as a part of the top management ethos, uh, but it really percolates down the organization also. Yeah, like what uh, I think it was Ken, ba Ken Blanchard in that book, One Minute Manager. One Minute Manager. He right. says, catch people doing the right things. Yes, yeah. So it's about catch, catching people doing trustworthy things or trusting others. Yes. So that as a, and trust as an element of scale, uh, you know, yes. that is something that we, I have realized rather very late in the game mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, trust is probably one of the 
uh, one of the most fundamental uh, aspects of uh, scaling an organization uh, beyond processes beyond uh, yes yeah uh, you know structures and, structures and rules and regulations it's trust that helps uh, the companies grow you know what do you think are the challenges obstacles and pitfalls uh, when uh, as a leader you choose trust as the operating principle uh, we've just you've just shared that uh, trust as an essential element of growth and scale where can you fail uh, when you trust is there something called trusting too much there is always that fear that by trusting too much you might also create what you could call a non performing environment or environment which tolerates mediocre performance also i think that's a fine balance because uh, at the end of the day each situation is unique uh, and while trust is a very core element uh, one of the clear philosophies that you have uh, used to have in mind tree was that i think you can fail clearly uh, that's something which will teach you what it is but if you repeat the same mistake again now that is not something which is acceptable so there needs to be what i call a set of uh, clear uh, clearly understood principles around which how trust is also uh, executed in a company environment uh, so i think this line is fairly thin in terms of when do you overdo the trusting part of it and can you in a way spin off into being a non performing or low performing team or a company vis-a-vis where you clearly say hey i think we trust you to take the right decisions uh, and to that extent even if they don't go right uh, we'd back you up but you cannot repeat the same mistake again because then you're not driving high performance which why uh, in a simple way one used to define the mindtree culture as a high performing high caring culture it looks a little bit of an oxymoron but as long as the principles are right uh, then i think it becomes clear but coming back to i think this balance is always a leadership challenge yeah. how do you ensure that you sort of play the right balance uh, and more than anything else how do people perceive it i think that's very important because at the end of the day i think the organization for many individuals in the company is the leadership and they watch the actions and how leadership uh, in a way is responsive to a situation now and will there be a confusion if you demonstrate that you are overarching on the issue of trust that is always a balance with the leadership has to do which why the second element of it is the challenge which i see is when you need to take a decision where you feel that yes you have trusted the person enough and still there is a deficiency in terms of performance and you need to act based on that how does that get communicated to people because for a person who is a part of the organization his confusion be saying that hey why should the organization if you're talking so much in terms of trusting individuals why should you not trust even though the uh, uh, sort of mistake has occurred for the second or third time now so communicating in terms of where you have to sometimes act beyond what you propagate as uh, a core thing is the second big challenge yeah. the third aspect is how do you deal with leaders who do not really walk the talk on this uh, 
because it is very difficult for every part of the leadership team to believe in this and walk the talk assuming if there are there is a leader or some leaders who do not walk the talk on this how do you really try and correct them so that the organization does not see the dichotomy within the leadership team itself where there is some part of the leadership team which is not really walking the talk on trust sometimes obstacles could also be there because when you are in a business your organization is not the only ecosystem with which you work with you work with your customers you work with the external world which could be regulators which could be the government and they also come in touch with the organization and many times they are not aligned with respect to your thinking on trust there could be customers who demand even if somebody has not delivered but has merely just failed because uh, he did not anticipate a few things or did it with the right motive but it couldn't deliver the result uh, they might really demand actions which uh, they feel are appropriate uh, but as an organization you really don't want to punish a person um, for what he has done with right intent but that just didn't deliver result uh, so the external ecosystem sometimes is an obstacle uh, for how do you really ensure it becomes an organizational ethos to build trust and today no organization is in a way uh, totally devoid of any external players being a part of your business process you need to interact with the external world and sometimes they may influence or have a view in terms of some of the approaches which you take so kk you've had quite a journey three decades and you have seen that workplaces have been constantly changing uh, you spoke extensively about how trust can become a fabric of the organization where uh, uh, communication and uh, transparency are very important aspects of trust so in a changing workplace uh, and and all the kinds of changes that you have seen and changes that are still happening how do you think businesses can actually leverage on this uh, on this changing landscape of the workplace when i entered workforce uh, not uh, three decades but probably four decades back uh, i think it was very much a hierarchy driven uh, system uh, and by nature the way in which all of us were trained we were accepting a hierarchy based structure and used to follow to the t but if you look at today's workforce the gen x or the gen y uh, type of uh, people i think the big difference is they are exposed to lot more information they have diversity in thoughts uh, more than anything else i think they're far more inquisitive and willing to experiment uh, compared to the work generation several decades back that i think really brings in lot of positive elements into the organization because when as a workforce people are inquisitive and are willing to experiment uh, i think they're willing to challenge status quo they are willing to innovate experiment and fail uh, which is certainly 
much better for the organization because all of us are used to status quo and maybe really doing things which may not be the most efficient for our customers so trying to adopt to the new breed of workforce which is really diverse in thinking diverse from the backgrounds with which they come from and are far more inquisitive and are not wanting to get bogged down by just a set of rules and processes i think helps organizations think of innovation think in terms of doing things in a manner which they might not have imagined earlier and to enable to get the right or the best potential of this new workforce it's important that organizations while for running the organization you might require a structure because at the end of the day somebody has to be responsible to your stakeholders but beyond that at an operating level you must practically have a hierarchical organization where if a problem which is impacting the customer is being solved any person in the organization can contribute his thoughts and ideas to solving that problem it could be somebody who's just joined the company a couple of months back from uh, just out of college to someone who's been with the organization for several years and who understands the organizational culture and the customer context so there's very little difference between experience and the ability to contribute and that i think is important for organizations to leverage because while in the earlier context we used to equate experience with stakeholder value creation in the new world i think that equation does not hold good anymore the new types of value creation to our stakeholders will come from people who think of it with a very different context and who are not bogged down by the earlier approaches of doing or solving a problem and hence are able to bring in fresh thinking are able to bring in a new way of attacking the problem and solving it uh, your new initiative uh, mela ventures uh, it's about creating the next generation entrepreneurs uh, and you and it has an emphasis on experience expertise and empathy experience and expertise yes everyone understands Uh, why did you choose to focus on empathy as well i mean just because it started with an e i'm sure that's that's not the uh, you know alliteration was not the end goal of that uh, slogan so why empathy in mela ventures one of our key drivers is that it cannot be about ourselves it needs to be about the entrepreneurs so really the center stage is not with us as investors but it is the entrepreneurs who are going to create value for their stakeholders uh, having said that uh, when we looked at the current investment landscape uh, and we talked to entrepreneurs who unfortunately hadn't made it who had actually failed in their ventures uh, we realized there was a set of five six very typical errors which they potentially did 
which in a way constrain them from reaching the next stage. Yeah. So then we said, if we are not to be the center stage and we want to put these entrepreneurs in the limelight, our best effort is to really help the entrepreneurs avoid these five, six mistakes, um, which in a way we as entrepreneurs have done. So how are we going to contribute to the ecosystem by other people not doing the same errors was the driver, which is where, the, like you rightly said, the experience part of it came, saying that we've been there, we've done the same mistake, uh, and clearly we would like others uh, to really avoid that. Uh, but the other key realization came when we talked to some of these people who had not made it in terms of their experience with the so-called investors who were at an early stage, giving them the feel that they'll be a part of their journey. But when things didn't go well, they said, beyond the problem which you're trying to solve, we also faced a problem of how do we manage these guys who were getting quote unquote anxious that their money is not going to make return. Which comes back to the discussions which he had early in this uh, uh, chat uh, on trust. I think the picture we got was most investors when things don't go right, uh, do not tend to demonstrate trust with the entrepreneurs that yes, they're trying their best. Market conditions may be very different, but hopefully they should be able to manage this challenge and help us deliver value to our partners and investors. But if you don't demonstrate that trust, then people get into a shell of their own. In fact, it is like telling a student saying you're useless. Definitely he'll tend to sort of slip towards being a mediocre person. So it's important to give people the comfort and confidence saying, first acknowledge, yes, there's a problem, but we are here to solve the problem together. And we are not going to sort of let you alone to fight that problem where you feel that as investors, uh, they do not have the confidence that we, we will solve the problem, which is where the whole element of empathy came in. Now, saying that if we don't show demonstrable empathy to entrepreneurs, uh, saying that we understand the problem, yes, it's important that you solve the problem, but we have confidence, we have trust that you will be able to solve the problem because at the end of the day, you're putting the right efforts to do it. Yes, it might still not work, but that's fine with us. Uh, and that gives a lot of confidence for people, uh, even if they're in a black hole, saying that, hey, because the person is demonstrating trust, uh, because the person is demonstrating empathy and seems to understand my problem and is giving me a helping hand rather than beating me up, uh, we think we can come out of the problem. Uh, so in our whole effort to really create what we call next-gen fearless entrepreneurs, we think the whole element of being empathetic, being trusty of entrepreneurs is extremely important. And that's how the whole thought process of what will Mela Ventures do to help entrepreneurs, not being just good entrepreneurs, but great entrepreneurs really came back.
Wonderful, KK. In Semco style, we talk about brave leadership. And you are talking about fearless leadership. And fearless, uh, you know, in the sense of being vulnerable as well. We wish you all the very best uh, when it comes to finding the right talent and growing it. Uh, we do, as an economy, uh, really need a lot of entrepreneurs. Wonderful that you and Partha are, you know, role modeling uh, this for several youngsters. Thank you for being on the podcast. Wonderful. Uh, and it's been a privilege and an honor to have you on our podcast. Thank you, Ramesh. Thank, Thank you very much, Keke. It's really been a pleasure talking to both of you. And I'm sure I think more people who sort of come through the podcast which you create uh, will gain immensely from this. Thank you. On that note, we will wrap up this episode of Shape the Future of Work from the Semco Style Institute. In future episodes, we'll be exploring how others shape the future of work in their companies. We hope you'll subscribe to the podcast and share the link on social media. We've provided a link to Ricardo Semler's books and his TED Talk that was viewed more than 3 million times in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening in and we shall see you on the next episode.